Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show. I'm Janine Bolin. This is the show where we integrate the world of mysticism into everyday life using tips, tricks, and techniques of the ancient masters and modern millennials. If you see things, hear things, and feel things that others around you don't, then this is the show for you. Today, we're going to be talking about the 10 Steps to Abundance. This happens to be a free online course that I offer, and I've been teaching money since 1996 when I offered my very first course, and I called it something highly unimaginative, such as Money Management 101. I was a professor at a local university, and that was the very first course I taught. So over the next several episodes, we're going to be talking about the 10 basic steps that you as an individual can take so that you increase your cash flow and help you be a little bit more mindful about your money and therefore help you get out of debt be able to have higher cash flow on your current income. And we're going to talk about the different ways that that can take place. But first, we need to ask you a highly emotional question. Because anybody who deals with money and thinks that it is highly logical and very linear is only getting half of the equation. So what kicked off this series? Let me start off with why this came about. It actually started with a reporter 20 years ago, technically 22 years ago, I was being interviewed by a nationally circulated magazine, and this reporter happened to ask me, hey, Janine, how does a person become wealthy? And just don't give me the basics here. Our readers are very savvy. They want more. Well, I busted out laughing at that point, because I remember telling them, hey, dude, there isn't more. If you do the basics of money management, you would become wealthy. You've got to work the basics first. Well, needless to say, I was not highlighted in that magazine, and the reporter went away uh, frustrated. He, he thought there should have been more. There should have been something more sexy. And honestly, there isn't. If you handle money and the basics using the steps that I give you over the next several episodes... You will either become rich by working these basic steps and you will produce a wealthy situation or you won't work the steps and you won't. It's just as simple as that. Well, this reporter, he didn't like that answer. And like I said, I wasn't featured in the article. And I just wanted to remind you that these basics aren't sexy. They're simple and they're easy. And these are the steps that are the keys to being a financially sound person that has a sound financial foundation. The basic behaviors that produce a wealthy mentality and a fat bank account are the ones that we're going to be talking about. So let me just move on. We've received a lot of questions from readers over the last 25 years on money, especially uh, as people lose jobs, had to take on additional part-time work, or had other cash flow crises such as a divorce or a death in the family. So these 10 steps will help you become financially stable no matter what your personal financial situation is or what the country's economy is doing. 
Now, these steps and others are presented in my book, Money, It's Not Just for Rich People. But what I'm doing here with this audio series is stripping it down to the guiding principles of wealth and basically give you a bit more of a boost in your efforts of wealth accumulation and financial independence. So let's answer this highly emotionally charged question I was talking to you about before. The primary thing that is required, and if I could, I'd put this in bright, bold, red letters, required for you to become wealthy is this simple question. You must answer this question with total integrity. If you in any way fudge this question, you will sabotage your efforts. You will continue to be in debt and nothing will happen. And I am serious. Nothing from this point forward will make an impact on your financial status. Okay, agreed? So right here, right now, you must answer this question in complete honesty. Do I want to become rich? Do I want to be rich? Now, this seems simple, doesn't it? Well, it isn't. For about 87% of my clients, this question stumps them for months before they finally make the decision and they they contact me and they'll email me or they'll call me and they'll say, yes, Janine, I want to be rich. They almost always start by giggling at some point because for them, this is like cussing out loud in a theater or something other crazy thing. Rich has really got a bad reputation in our country. Someone call PR firm and give rich a better image because for the most middle class folks, when you say something about being rich, it's akin to saying I'm evil and nobody wants to be evil. So why would they want to be rich, right? Well, we're not quite out of the woods yet. Just because you've answered this question, just because you said yes, that doesn't take you out of the woods. You still have an issue. I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you. If you really wanted to be rich, you would be one right now, right? You would be wealthy and you wouldn't be listening to me here. So something is there, emotionally speaking, that's holding you back from becoming the wealthiest person you want to be. And here are some of the clues or assumptions that you may hold deep in your heart where no one can see that is keeping you from an abundant life. Now, these assumptions I have heard in so many of my seminars and in many of the talks that I give around the country. And so I would like to share with you these assumptions that are made regarding the wealthy and the rich in our country. They are vilified. They are said they are evil. And yet it's been my experience that as I talk to multimillionaires and a few of the billionaires of our country, that they are some of the most philanthropic people you'll ever want to meet. Here are some of the assumptions I've heard about them. Rich people get their money by inheriting it. Well, just to let you know, only 1% of the mega wealthy in our country actually inherit it. Okay? Most of them, over 90%, according to some of the results I've been able to find uh, with the Federal Reserve System and the Federal Banking System, that over 90% are self-made. The other assumption people make is that rich people made their money by hurting other people and using and abusing the people around them. Uh, Actually, that's quite the contrary. That is how maybe the founders of our country or our economic system in the 1800s did that before the legal system implemented rules on unions and child labor laws that were implemented at the turn of the 1800s, okay? So 19th century stuff. Since... Carnegie, Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, since that time, there is legal systems in place to prevent that from happening. So most of your self-made millionaires that are of this century, of the 2000s and above, 
they didn't make their money by abusing and using people around them. They used a lot of hard work, elbow grease, and kind of a mental moxie, if you will, that got them where they wanted to go. Other statements that people have told me is, well, rich people have never been in debt like I am now. Well, this is also a fallacy. Another one, rich people never had a salary like mine. You know, I I operate on minimum wage. Rich people never had the medical expenses I do. And rich people have an easier life than I do. Now, like I said, I've had these assumptions stated to my face and most of the seminars and talks that I have given. And I can go line item by line item and, and let you know that some of the wealthiest people I know also have some bills that are pretty amazing as well. And I don't mean luxury items. I'm talking about they had situations that they had to figure out financially how to dig themselves out of the hole. So I think this wraps up the majority of the comments that I've heard. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth regarding millionaires. Millionaires are some of the most generous people you will ever meet, and the ones that have made their money did it by being kind, considerate, and fair to those who are around them and work for them. Over and over again, I've heard people say that millionaires, you know, about the millionaires that they meet, wow, you never think that Mr. X was worth millions, or wow, I never knew that she was so nice. I would go through each assumption point by point, but I'm trusting you as a good listener to see that these assumptions for what they are, they're excuses. They're excuses that are made by people to avoid taking the necessary steps they need to do to get out of debt and start a life of abundance. Now, one last point. If you want to be rich, you're going to have to do a few items. Number one, make the decision that you really want to have lots and lots of money. This is paramount to your success. Number two, determine exactly how much money you really want to have. Many people want to have, or they think, they need more money than they actually do. It's important that you figure out what kind of lifestyle you want to have and then determine how much your burn rate's going to be. Your burn rate is what are your monthly expenses, and then you're going to need a little bit more than that to cover expenses. But for me, I can tell you that I've always dreamed of having $20 million so that I can use the interest to pay off a foundation that would be philanthropic. Now, one of the interesting things that occurred was I actually had a financial planner sit down with me, and we worked out over the course of two hours that I didn't need $20 million to create an interest account or to create an estate that would allow the interest of that estate to fund a philanthropic organization. The other thing is, how am I going to go about doing this? Well, right now, I currently have no idea, but I can tell you the numbers weren't as big as I thought they needed to be. So this is something that's important. As you start deciding on the details and the goal of how you are going to make your lifestyle work for you, people will come into your life, experiences and books and podcast shows that will guide you to your goal. There's also a wonderful book by a fellow author and friend of mine by the name of Barbara Stanley called Overcoming Under Earning. Barbara does a brilliant job of helping you unearth the emotional barriers that keep you in low-paying jobs. Her view on money as well as your view on money 
and how you treat it will directly affect how much money you earn. Barbara, in her book, Overcoming Under Earning, has been in the business of helping people with their money for decades, and she told me once, Janine, I want to make millions so that I can help millions. I really do love this lady, and I highly recommend her books and her programs. So over the next few podcasts, I'll be working with you on how to make your life a mission so that you can bring yourself out of debt, save money, and be able to create the lifestyle that you want so that you can give back to the community that you serve, whether it's just your family or if it's a local neighborhood or if you've always dreamed of starting a job or a business that would serve the greater world in a better way. So I want you to figure out the emotional walls that you have regarding earning more money and saving more money. Figure those out so that you can have the lifestyle of your dreams and you can serve the world population in a way that brings you the most joy and happiness. See you in the next episode. This has been The Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the 8gates.com. Thanks for listening.